Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. Hey there, you are in season one before the better mic, so just a heads up on the sound quality. You may need to adjust your volumes or settings. Thanks for your patience. Harvest season and the fall are great times to be looking inward, to look at who and what you are, to be grateful for the year and to prepare for the coming winter. 
Winter is a time to get nitty-gritty internally, but for now, take time to appreciate where you are and what you have cultivated this year. It may feel self-serving, but this is an important step in growth. If we don't reinforce and celebrate what we are doing right in life, if we aren't looking ahead to how we can improve, it is though we will start from scratch at the turning of each year. Fall equinox is just around the corner, a time of balance, so take this moment to appreciate the year and encourage abundance through the coming winter. This is time to take stock of the year. I know for many of us this feels odd with our cultural new years not until January with the turning of the calendar year. But the wheel of nature turns a bit differently and the pagan new year falls on Halloween or Sween instead. Curious as to why? Sween as Gaelic Irish translates to summer's end, a time when the seasons were really divided into two. I know living in California it certainly felt that way. Fall and spring are new to me now that I live in the Pacific Northwest. And while it feels weird to think of winter as the beginning, remember that we all start in the darkness of the womb, only to be born again in the spring. But no matter where you are, by the time we hit the end of September, the warm sunny days are giving way to long nights and cool breezes. It is a time when life gives way to death, a time to look back in gratitude and to fortify against the coming winter. For the coming full moon, we are going to focus on creating an abundance jar. It's one of my favorite ways to spend both a moment in gratitude and help keep that energy moving as we head into the darker months. The goal of this particular spell is to focus on things that have brought abundance into your life. This could be financial, personal relationships, professional development, self-love, health, and it can also be a combination jar. There are a lot of techniques that can go into a spell jar, which is why it's a favorite of mine. However, use as many or as few of these techniques as you feel comfortable with. For those just starting out, I always encourage working with color magic first. It easily applies to all the techniques and is a great place to start. Stay tuned for a color magic episode in the near future. For now, let's get prepped for the coming September full moon on Friday the 13th. Alright, witches, it's time to pull out that pen, pencil, and paper. Here are a couple of things to get you prepped for the full moon ritual. Now, you don't need these things today, but the next time we meet for that guided ritual on the full moon, you'll want to have these items ready to go. A white candle, a black candle. These are going to be your balancing candles. So the white is a conjuring candle, the black is a banishing candle. It's always nice to burn both at the same time. You're also going to need some sage or palo santo for cleansing your space, or whatever smell you use. Some bath stuff. This could include bubble bath. This could not include bubble bath. Whatever is luxurious for you. Remember, this isn't about insta-worthy bubble baths. Some witchy wear. And this sounds kind of weird, but whatever clothing makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel powerful, makes you feel like you. It's something that you probably want to wear just on special occasions, and maybe only for full moons. That's entirely up to you. Certainly don't go out and buy something. Just figure out what really makes you feel powerful. And lastly, some juice, water, snack. These are really important both as an offering and something to eat when you're done. So this small list is the things you're going to want to have just for your general full moon ritual. Now, as we move into the abundance jar, that's going to be an additional list. So here, you're going to need a box or a jar or satchel. This can be anything you want. I like to do something clear so that I can see the contents when I do my daily meditation, but I also use boxes. There is a bit of prep work here. You will need to do some cleansing meditation on the container. So imagine your cleansing energy. 
whatever color, texture, movement you've given it, swirling around and through your container, whether it's the jar, the bag, the box, cleansing it. Additionally, make sure the jar is actually rinsed out. Bags, boxes are emptied and cleaned. And you can do all of this just any night of the week, right? You're just going to want to make sure you do that before you actually start working with putting things inside of it. The next thing you're going to need is paper. I recommend a cut or torn up brown paper bag. It's a great way to recycle. You will want the paper to be rollable or something you can fold. If you do decide to roll them, stay tuned for how ribbons come into play. Beans. This sounds a little weird and a little jack in the beanstalky, but these are going to be representations of your seeds. So you want uncooked beans. Try to pick bigger beans as they're easier to handle, and you'll need a small selection. Think a hundred or so. Candle and holder. This will be more specific to what you're focusing on in the jar. Have lots of abundance this year? Maybe go with a white candle. Otherwise, consider something for wealth like green or purple or a light blue for health. Yellow for laughter and trust, or pink for love, red for passion. This is where I like to use the smaller taper candles that come two for a dollar. You will need the candle to fully burn out in the times it takes to do the spell. So anything too big and you will have a lot left over. And really this is where color magic is a really great place to start. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into the ribbon. So some optional items for your jar. A stone. For abundance, I really recommend a lodestone. It's naturally magnetic, it's dark in hue with many facets of color depending on the type, and polished lodestone has a highly reflective quality. However, you pick what works for you. Um, you want this to really gravitate towards having a lot in life, right, and feeling satisfied. Another optional item is ribbon, and again, the color of this will be specific to the items in your abundance jar, much like your candle. You will use the ribbon to seal each rolled piece of paper. The color will vary with each item, or choose a general overall color for abundance. White is always a great default. Ultimately, the color needs to represent the intent to you. Ideas of color are very cultural, so don't feel like love is always red or wealth is always green. Different cultures interpret colors differently. Stay tuned for an episode all about color magic. Lastly, you can incorporate some inspirational items. For instance, if you are looking to bring wealth into your life, I like to put a $2 bill in. Why a $2 bill? Because you have to go through some work to get it. If not, that may be a dollar coin. Try to pick an uncommon bill or specific coin, something that you actually have to put a little work in to get. Maybe that involves you going to a bank. If you've been through a lot of health issues, you might include your hospital bracelet as a symbol of the work you have put in and all the days of healing and health. Get that great job? Put your business card in, but first jot down the things you love about your work on the back. Meet that perfect someone or on that quest? Write a love poem to that person for the jar. Alright, that's the basic list of things you need. Feel free to stop, pause, repeat, go back, write that stuff down. As always, reach out to me with any questions or thoughts on social media. How does the jar work? Well, you will do a daily meditation spell work that will gather strength with the increasing power of the moon. Right now, you will notice the quarter moon sits high just as the sun starts to fade out. This will continue to move further into the nighttime as we approach the full moon. Ideally, you will want to take a moment under the moon before, during, after your meditation work each night. 
first, cast a circle. Not sure how? Check out that episode. You do not have to call quarters. That can be saved for a bigger ritual. This is more about protection and containment. It also helps make sure random life energy doesn't get in the way of your focus. The practice also doesn't hurt. Don't forget to raise a bit of energy again. This doesn't have to be big, you know, save that for the full moon, but this is really about getting all that energy to start humming with you, right? While under the moon, you will take a piece of paper and write down one thing you are grateful for or received in abundance this year. Try to write one to three items a night. With each piece of paper, hold it, three beans, your gemstone, and your ribbon in your hand. Have your inspirational item in front of you. Spend five to ten minutes meditating on that abundance. If it's a memory, meditate your way back into that memory. If it is a person, imagine the feelings that come when you are with them. If it is an action or item, imagine yourself participating and using these skills. Imagine this energy being absorbed by the items in your hand, beginning to hum along with you. Feel free to roll and move the items as you do this. Once you have done this for each of the different pieces of paper that you wrote on, you will put the items into the jar. Ground your energy and release your circle. You will repeat this process nightly until the full moon ritual. The more intent and focused you are in your meditations, the more powerful the spell. Stay tuned for another episode where I'll take you through a guided ritual for the full moon. I want to take a moment here to talk about mental health. If you've had a rough year or are finding it hard to find things to be grateful for, I just want to tell you that I'm grateful for you, for your presence, your personality, your willingness to be a part of this universe. Even if it's just small things, being grateful for your favorite food or a good bath, warm sun on cool skin, raindrops, or laughter, gratitude helps keep us grounded. It can and should be the simple things that keep us going. If you're struggling with feeling happy, reach out. More people care than you think. Never be ashamed of your internal darkness. We all learn to live with our demons, or we meet them on the battlefield. Mental health is important, please. If you need it, seek help. As I've mentioned before, spell work is only half the battle. The other half is, well, kind of like legwork. You have to do some actual practical things to get your intent and energy out there. So here are a few ideas. If you're reaching for financial abundance, create a change jar to drop all that excess change into. Tuck it away and don't dig into it until after the pagan new year. You'll be surprised how much money you have in that jar. And that includes everything from pennies to quarters. Don't just make it a penny jar. Also, create a budget for the coming winter. I know this sounds really silly and really simple, but it's a very practical tip that a lot of people ignore in adulting life. So I love using Excel. I literally make a calendar of when things are due and how much. It lets me see my daily cash flow and I can easily enter the cost in for something before purchasing it. And then I can see how that affects my future purchases and whether I can like, you know, pay rent. Uh, but figure out what works for you. Sometimes the best thing you can do is pull out budget and cash and when it's gone, it's gone. Don't start charging things to plastic. 
okay? Romantic abundance. If you have someone, find ways to show your love and appreciation. Show your gratitude. Love notes go a long way and can truly be a relationship game changer, but figure out what works for you and your dynamic. Maybe it's just taking that extra step to do something really nice for them or take them out for something special. If you're looking for someone, get out there. Put yourself at risk of meeting new people. Start conversations. Don't be afraid. Don't hesitate. And I know that can be a little scary sometimes, but be safe, be realistic, be practical, but put yourself out there. Health abundance. Create a healthy eating and exercise plan to get you through the myriad of holidays that are approaching, and especially with cold weather that's going to affect that outdoor exercise routine. Many of us have families with different belief systems, and that also means we end up celebrating way more often than others might. That means a lot of great food, but take care of the health you've worked so hard for. Build a plan now and find practical ways to stick to it. Those are just some practical tips to go along with the abundance spell jar. I would love to hear your practical thoughts. Shout out on social media, hashtag pragmaticpagan. As always, thanks for listening to A Pragmatic Pagan. Please join me next time for more practical ways to bring your inner witch to everything you do. This podcast is now available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Please be sure to hit that like, rating, or subscribe button and help spread the word. Find me on social media for questions or thoughts. Follow me on Twitter at Pagan Pragmatic, on Insta as The Pragmatic Pagan, or on Facebook a pragmatic pagan. As above, so below, until we marry meet again. Mm-hmm.